advantage of the day. Okay. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. Playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. And welcome to this edition and episode of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Ultrich's with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with the man that we call the shop, the barber shop. The barber man, the uh, Richmond Spider. And, of course, this week is actually shop my favorite home game of the year every year. It's a salute to service. We got the gear going, uh, the hat. What you got going on there? You got something special around your neck. Yeah, man, the military appreciation towel from last year, man. But don't forget about what we got on here, man, these Bose oh. 700s. Oh, Absolutely. We got to get some camo version of these, uh, don't we? It, it have the camo version to go with your uh, towel. Uh, I know that probably the military uses these, but uh, personalize your environment, 11 levels of noise cancellation. Mm. I've talked to a lot of po- folks that have watched the uh, podcast. They're like, we're, we're going to get some of those for uh, the holiday gift ideas. I said, sure, perfect. And uh, you'll find them in some retail displays or you can go to Bose.com. But yes, our Bose 700 headphones. What else you got, though, around the neck? What's that from? Man, this is from last year's Military Appreciation Week, man. Salute to service. As we care about our military, man, we, we always salute our service members. Thank you for keeping our country and mm. our family safe. All you sacrifice uh, at home and abroad to keep our borders safe, man. We just can't as, a, as I know you, you feel just as passionate as I do about the military, man. We just can't we can't thank the guys enough for what they do and all the sacrifice they do, uh, being away from their families. Um, and, and just 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 it's almost too much to even put into one show. We could spend a whole show talking about how much we appreciate the military, but we're going to try to. We're going to try to uh, go into week nine, talk about the Chiefs, talk about what needs to be done here in the kingdom. And also we're going to show some salutes. We're going to be showing some some different badges throughout yeah. our uh throughout our uh, podcast to show you how much we appreciate the, the military. I know you visited Afghanistan and saw the patch there. This is the 5th Engineer Battalion right there. All right. Those are the sappers and engineers. They uh, Their job is very dangerous. They blow up the stuff before they blow our guys up. And um, one of our great podcast followers on Defending the Kingdom, uh, Colonel Chris McGowan, uh, was battalion commander of the 5th Engineer Battalion at one spot. And they do very dangerous business and they are on the call all the time. So there's a couple of shout outs. We're going to do these throughout this podcast, and we're going to focus on something interesting. You know what I love at shop is when you say something that's really thought provoking. Mm-hmm. And I know people uh, not only watch and listen to Defending the Kingdom podcast, but they watch our Chiefs Rewind show after every Chiefs game uh, on the Chiefs Facebook page, uh, also on the YouTube channel. But you said something a couple weeks ago because we were talking about the Raiders game and the Raiders just loading up and, and kind of ambushing the Chiefs in that 42 to 30 game. And you said it's the week before their bye. And you got me thinking that we always talk about the week after the bye. We know how good Andy Reid is about that. And we'll talk about that in two weeks. But the week before the bye conjures up some thought. And when you mentioned that, I thought, all right, this this takes some uh, checking into. What were you thinking when you told me about loading up before the buy and why teams are dangerous that week? Well, we, we talked about what can a what can a coach use to incentivize play, effort, uh, energy on the field. When you have that bye week, every coach can use that bye week how he wants. You can practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then give them Thursday, Friday off, or you can give them the whole week off and tell them, hey, we'll see you the next week. 
Guys love the opportunity to earn some downtime. And so, yeah, going into that Raiders-Chiefs game, I guarantee you um, the, the, the Raiders staff dangled that carrot in front of the players. Hey, if we go out there and give maximum effort, no matter what the outcome of the game, I will give you all the week off. Y'all, you know, take 10 days off, see you the next uh, prepare after the bye week over. But if y'all don't, if y'all go out there and poop in your caps and don't show me great effort, great focus on that field, we will practice the day after the game, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe even Thursday before you have any downtime. So that is a carrot that each coach can use when you're heading into a, a game before a bye week. You can incentivize your guys to go out there and give maximum effort because you know they're going to have maximum rest to prepare for that game after the bye. We always try to give people pearls of wisdom and thought-provoking, you know, things and phrases. But don't poop in your cap is a really good one because uh, I'm going to take that into the tomorrow, man, or the rest of this day. Don't poop in your cap. Um, and I don't know how the Chiefs are going to get to spend their bye week because of COVID, right? That's mm-hmm. that's last week's podcast. The Chiefs are playing in the COVID prevention division and trying to win that. Again, the team that wins Super Bowl 55 might be the team that does the best job of mitigating COVID. I don't know what that looks like, but still, that being said, I was thinking too, uh, you know, I'll give Herm Edwards props here, the Arizona State head football coach. You know, he's a good man. Yes, he is. But he said, hey, when you take a football game in 60 minutes, you really only go hard for six minutes. Exactly. If you think about it, it's six minutes. And, and it, it frames your mind on how to approach things. But if I'm going into a bye week, you tell me if I'm wrong. I'm leaving nothing. I'm, le- I'm not holding anything back. Because at the very least, whether I stay in a hotel room or wherever I travel, I ain't playing for two weeks. Why would I not just cut it loose like a playoff game if I'm going into the bye week? And that's what made me uh, think. And I've got some some stats here that are interesting. But did you not cut it loose the week before you had a bye, even if they didn't have that carrot dangle in front of you? Always. Always. That was something I held personally. I, I mean, the reason I looked at my schedule to understand where my bye week was People think the bye week is a, is a way for the, the team to kind of reset itself and um, do some self-scouting and correct some things. To me, that bye week was, I know I'm going to have a, a, a extra long period of time between two games. So that game right before the bye week, I was going to showcase – I was going to put it – when you talk about empty the tank, I was going to make sure that that, that, gas, line, that gas light was blink, blink, blinking red in the third quarter. And, and the fourth quarter was all gut – tenacity it was I was deep I was digging so deep just to finish that game because I know I didn't have to um, get back on that field for almost 14 days I, I hear you and it's really interesting so I'm going to fire up another one those who uh, got it out all the time too you know Fort Riley Kansas is not far from here it's the home of the big red one uh, duty first service always there's just one of them from the uh, big red one U.S. Army garrison at uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, home of the Big Red One. Some of the most important military installations in the world mm-hmm. are within two hours of where you and I are setting right now. We'll get into some more a little bit later, but it's right here. Like some, sometimes uh, the, the center point uh, of defending our country and defending our world many times is right here in the Chiefs Kingdom. And that's something to remember this week uh, in our Defending the Kingdom podcast, which is WBB win before the bye. And that's what the Chiefs had this week against the Carolina Panthers. I did some research. Now, there's two things here. One, uh, I'll get into the Chiefs before the bye under Andy Reid. It's a little bit different than uh, what's happened this year. Mm-hmm. 18 teams have had buys so far this year. Some of those have been COVID-induced, right? We have seen the schedule change. Some have followed the, the 
schedule is released in early May. The teams that have uh, the bye the week before the bye, the record is 12 wins and six losses. So it follows uh, the postulate here that we have is that teams are, and I think maybe in the COVID realm, it, yeah. it may intensify this. I don't know, but it seems like it. But that two out of every, I mean, it's two to one. Teams win before they're by. Well, you talk about preparing for a season, and we talk about how all players and coaches talk about the NFL season is a is a, is more of a uh, marathon, right? It's it's a lot of short races, but it's really a marathon. It's a long season. Guys go on IR, come back off, miss three or four weeks, come back, and so you're you're, you're constantly adjusting your schedule and your, um, uh, your depth chart according to who's available at what time. But when you think about it, when you think about it, because of COVID, you don't know who, it, 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 there is no planning around COVID. So guys are really just getting out the gate every week, just playing as hard as they can. And when you have a chance to go one leg up on the opponent, when you might catch them in a streak of having four or five tough games, and you know this game, you're gonna get an extra long break, it allows you to dig even deeper in your soul and bring down an even higher level of energy, emotion, passion, all of those things that um, you, we see Chris Jones and our defense, they, they, they swimming and swagging and doing all these dances uh, before they hit the field. That type of energy is hard to um, um, recreate on a game by game for 17 straight weeks. So you need moments of, of, of some emotional highs and lows and one that you can create, one that's kind of already set in your schedule is that week before the bye. And two games come to note in this 12-6 and six record of teams before their bye. Uh, and two of the bigger, maybe, upsets, one is the Chiefs yes. losing to the Raiders, right? I mean, Derek Carr played out of his mind. The Chiefs were getting hit deep on those throws, Aguilar, um, all that receiving core, really. Uh, but that's the Raiders' best game of the year, and the Chiefs get ambushed to their 7-1. and one. That's their only loss. Another one to me that comes to mind that fits this mold, it just recently happened, is Arizona against Seattle. The Arizona Cardinals week before their bye, right? Heck of a game, man. And uh, Connor Murray was on fire. It goes to overtime. But Arizona put everything into that game, man. They've been sick of losing to the Seahawks, and they win that game. Why the week before their bye? Why hold back? Man, you're going to be firing, you know, uh, the Navy. We'll salute the Navy. We don't have any Navy around here because we don't have any oceans. But the point is you're firing both torpedoes. Uh, they're USS Kansas City. That's it. Got you covered, brother. Got you covered. Love it. On cue. Uh, but those two games come to mind where those two teams unloaded their ammo on teams that they were sick of losing to the week before their bye. And it's, it's almost even and double um, is, is impactful when you get to go against a divisional opponent. When you're when you're that little brother and you've been getting kicked around, you know, uh, Seattle and uh, uh, San Francisco have been kind of kicking Arizona around for the last few years. But now you got this young guy, man, Kyler Murray. He got D. Hopkins. You got some. You got a talented you know, D, uh, uh, Olathe North kid goes up there and plays defense. Uh, Simmons, young Simmons from Olathe North, he goes up there and, and, and is trying to um, be a stalwart on that defense. You got some young talent there, and all you tell those guys to do is, "Hey, man, give me everything you got this game. I'll take care of you after this game is over." But if it takes four quarters, and I think that game went into overtime, took a fifth quarter. Um, and, and, and still, just back and forth, both teams, like a heavyweight boxing mat, uh, match going haymaker for haymaker. And Arizona was able to withstand um, the, 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 the Seattle Seahawks and get a, 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 a deserved win in a very tough 
NFC um, NFC West. Being smart is what you're talking about. You said don't poop in the cap. That's big. Uh, <laughs> real close, just 45 minutes away from Arrowhead Stadium, the United States Command, uh, the um, Command and General Staff College. It's the West Point of West Point at Fort West Leavenworth. West. If you're going to be a general, full bird colonel, whether in our Army and most of our allies, you go to Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. That's where you go. I'm telling you, and if you're ever on campus there, once we get through COVID, you will see uh, full board colonels and generals that are our allies, Brits, Argentinians, uh, the Israelis. It's, I mean, it's an amazing place. It's the West Point of West Point, and it's right here uh, in the Chiefs Kingdom you know, front doorstep. But that's talking about being smart uh, and handling this. Now, the Chiefs, if you look at Andy Reid's history the week before the bye. We know what he is after the bye. I mean, he's he's best in the league. But they're only three and four before byes. But they've had to go on the road now. Uh, but last year, the week before the bye, was this game that turned the season around. They went to Mexico City. They went to Mexico City and beat the Chargers. When the Chiefs at that point were six and four, and everybody thought they're leaking oil. Here come the Raiders. Chiefs aren't going to win the division. More or less, they ain't going to get back to no AFC championship game. And I remember the feeling going to Mexico City, as do you, because that was a hard trip. But the team was like, pour it into this game because we get two weeks, but we got to get this game and take care of it, whether in Mexico or whether in Venezuela or in, you know, in uh, in Botswana. It's like we got to win <laughs> this game. And I could sense that knowing, hey, you got two weeks after that. Pour it in to this game and turn the season around. Well, you talk about mindset, and we know that you can't you can't trick yourself too many times in this um, um, this game of football. If the guy lining up uh, against you uh, across the ball is an alpha dog, he's all pro. He's doing all he, he can get pressure on command. It's not much you can do about it. You, you you link arms with your teammates. You tell the running back and the tight end, "Hey, I need some help on this edge. I got I got Vaughn Miller coming off the edge. Um, I got Matt coming off the edge. I got I got Aaron Donald in front of me." I'm going to need some help. This guy is an alpha dog. <laughs> but when you got that bye week, you can look at each other and say, hey, man, I'm going to make this guy work every single down. I'm going to make him spend all the energy he has in the first half, and I'm going to see can he reach down deep in the second half and, and, and bring it the way he's been showing on film he's been able to do it for four quarters. You can make an opponent. You can make an opponent kind of uh, expend their energy early on because you can start the game so aggressively because you're not worried about tomorrow. It's winning for the day. And that's the attitude, I think, when we went down there to uh, Mexico City to uh, face the Chargers, our guys had one thing in mind, start fast, finish strong. And that mentality only comes, you can only truly believe that when you know that you're coming into a, a bye week and you don't have a game that, that following week because your body subconsciously will begin to tune it down in the fourth quarter if you know you got a game coming on Thursday night or next Sunday early. You'll just 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 human nature. You can't finish the way you need to finish if you know you got a game the next week. So I look forward to this. This might be the best um, example. Uh, we talk about a Chiefs team, um, all three phases, being able to stack the wins like we've done the last couple of weeks, being able to run the ball, throw the ball, play special teams. Stop the run, get after the passer, make big plays, turn the ball over on them and, and hold on to the ball. That's how we number one in the turnover ratio. All of those things come into factor just one more time heading into the bye week. Yep, Chiefs have 14 takeaways tied with Cleveland for the most and the best giveaway takeaway in the National Football League. You put that with the offense this team has, 
man, it is lethal. And by the way, uh, the Maneuver uh, Support Center, this is from the uh, general at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, right? Also in the Chiefs Kingdom, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Uh, train a lot there. Train our MPs, chemical warfare. Talk about the engineers. Uh, they train at Fort Leonard Wood, a very important uh, military installation. What's interesting about these bye weeks, now the Chiefs will have theirs week nine, so they're or week 10. They're gunning for this one to try to get to eight and one and beat a Carolina team that I think sneaky good. I don't know what you guys think of these guys, Barbershop, but studying them this week, these guys are sneaky good. Curtis Samuel runs around. He's like Tyreek Hill. Is he a back? Is he slot? Where is he? I love Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, his life was almost taken with an injury in football, and he is back, almost like Alex Smith. And then you look at uh, their receiving core. Robbie Anderson's having the year of his life. And they did something in the draft this year that had not been done since the 1967 AFL-NFL merger. Our, uh, the, when the drafts came together, it was actually three years before the merger. Shop. Carolina spent every draft pick on a defensive dude. Everyone. There's no <laughs> offensive guys in there. But to me, this is a dangerous team. And so the Chiefs have got to load it up and do the whole WBB that we're talking about when before the bye. Well, I think the team, um, when, when the head coach got there, he looked at the team and he knew that Carolina was built on great defense. Those those years, Ron Rivera and Sean McDermott were there. Those were some really good defensive teams. And I think he felt over the years they kind of got away from that. Um, once they got McCaffrey there, the, the offense seemed to be, hey, we're just going to try to outscore people. But they realized, yeah, they were scoring points, but they couldn't stop anybody. And so they went, like you said, and spent every bit of draft, draft capital on the defensive side of the ball. But then on offense, what they did was they, they kind of uh, reignited, um, 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 you know, they reignited the offense by using um, Young Ten, right, the guy from Ohio State. He was yeah, barely being family. used. Curtis Samuels was barely being used a year ago. So they've made him a jack of all trades. And then they go out and get a number one wide receiver from the Jets. They get Robbie Anderson, a guy whose numbers were always putting out there, but because he was on a Jets team that was losing across the league, he wasn't really getting the shine or the respect that he's getting now. And that allowed a number one in DJ Moore to now become a number two receiver. And he can, hey, he can put on a show. If you don't give him the respect, DJ Moore can put up two touchdowns, 100 yards, and 10 receptions before you know it in the blink of an eye. And then they have depth at the running back position. Because early in the season, right, McCaffrey goes down, and what does Mike Davis do? He doesn't skip a beat. He's shown that he's a guy that can step up and play at that next level. So, hey, man, they got all all hands on boards. They got a bunch of weapons, a bunch of bullets loaded. And, hey, they're going to give us their best shot. But I believe this defense, this offense, this special teams, what we've been doing here lately, and we ride that momentum, we keep riding that train, we have so much trust in one another when you talk about a unit, a team, even a community between our fans, our coaches, and our players, there's nothing I don't, I don't think that can come in the Arrowhead Stadium and break the trust between this team um, and the coaches and our fan base. And Matt Rule broke out something last week. He's got P.J. Uh, Tucker, the quarterback from uh, uh, Temple Kid, yep. and they put him in as like a Taysom Hill type guy. I mean, T.J. Walker, I should say, came in as like a, you know, it's like, what's the backup quarterback doing? Well, they did the whole dual quarterback like the Saints do with Taysom Hill. We'll close it out this way. This this is the Chiefs bye week next week, win before the bye. Um, and yet there are, let's see, I'm counting week 9, 10, 11, there are bye weeks coming up. 
and then week 13. Here's the deal. Go back to our last uh, Defending the Kingdom episode of the three divisions the Chiefs are playing in, and that's one of the COVID division. Now, all of a sudden, it popped out in just the last 36 hours. The Ravens are having issues. Some of their top defensive players have gone to the COVID list. Yes. Most of these teams, shop have no more buys. There are no more buys. So the NFL, how are you going to fit this in, and how's this going to work? They're talking about potentially taking the week out between the championship games and the Super Bowl to allow one more week, a week 18, if you will, um, to maybe have you know one week where you can fit in some rescheduled games. But we're getting down now to the nitty-gritty where there are no more buys. You can't really kind of move the schedule around with a whole lot of flexibility. This is going to get real interesting over the next 75 to 90 days. Yeah, there are teams that are still trying to find out who they are and what they're doing this season. Um, the COVID has thrown some loops and some curveballs into some teams' organizations. But I think that what Andy has shown is that if you have a, a process, if you have a process that's always looking to protect your players um, and you're trying to continue to mold and for them, them players to grow as a team and as a unit on the field, you don't really worry about the product until the end of the season. You have certain things that you want guys to come into the facility and work on on a day-by-day basis. And part of that... This year was the the the, the trace in contact, um, um, wearing your badges, um, uh, having the face mask on, being social distance, washing your hands, all the things that we were asking the nation to do, our players had to do that tenfold. And yep. it became, you had to sacrifice some of your individual rights for the sake of the team. And, and when, when we talk about military appreciation, that is the mentality those guys have 365 days out of the year. They sacrifice everything for the unit. And so with that, we got we got so many multiple units to go over. As you as you continue to speak, I'm just gonna keep flashing. Um, pop it up there, pop it up. Yep. I, I got I got I got I got a bunch of them to show, so I'm gonna keep on doing this as you close this, baby. There you go, the 40th engineer battalion. That's what I'm talking about. Sappers, man, they gotta blow stuff up before they blow our yeah. You got the Navy going on. Get some air. There's some Air Force. You got them all. If you got something Coast Guard in there, you got it all covered. Yeah. Frog me, yeah. baby. That was lethal right there. Hey, you mess don't with mess with those, those cats. Don't mess, don't mess with those cats. Don't mess with those cats. Do not. Oh, yeah. That's for real. The whirlwind. Fantastic. Got two more left. There you go. Task my Force. Favorite, my band. Outstanding. This is Look my favorite. Right on there. This is Look my like seventh calf. My two-star Major Lieutenant, uh, Major General Lieutenant Thompson. Yes, sir. There he is, U.S. Cav, first Cav, first Cav. That's one of the more famous patches uh, in our military. And I'll give you this: she talked about Andy Reid. Andy Reid talks about two things in dealing with COVID for all of us, all of us, and it goes back to the military: one, unselfishness; two, discipline. He said, and, and humility. He said to me, it is. Uh, this is, I'm paraphrasing in an interview I did with him just last week. He said, to me, in my humble opinion, it's really about being unselfish. We got coaches, we have players staying in hotel rooms away from their families to try to stay safe for their families and for their team. I'm reminded of another one, I, a huge Chiefs fan. And when I got this, he was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That's amazing. That is the top uh, rank you can have That's in our military. And it's General Richard Myers, who grew up in Kansas City, went to Shawnee Mission North High School. He is now, in his retirement, the president of Kansas State. He's at K-State as the president of the entire university. But at the time, and he had to do it in some difficult circumstances, he had to have wisdom, strength, courage, resolve, and discipline and try to lead that to others. 
shop, I'm telling you, I'm seeing it in Andy Reid. If he pulls this off, this will be his best job yet. Uh, and to try to win before the bye will just be one more thing from this head coach. Like you said, Andy Reid, he, he kind of uh, he leads this team like a five-star general. He leads this team, um, like you said, we come in as a team, but we leave as a family. And he's protecting every member of the family, every way he knows how. And he asking those guys to be men. He asked them, hey, on the field, show your personality. Hey, we're going to let the defense swag. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pass the ball around. We're going to run the ball if you make us – uh, whatever you want us to do on, on offense, we can we can we can we can hurt you and, and and dominate in so many different ways. And in special teams, we have so much trust and faith in the leg of Butker and now of our punter who has a golden arm. Also, um, <laughs> we, I mean, we just we just continue to develop and, and showcase. Everybody's having so much uh, fun and excitement on the field. That's what makes this team truly so difficult to beat. Is that you're not just fight you 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 just don't come in here and try to think you're gonna stop Mahomes. Or you're gonna, you know, run up the scoreboard on Honey Badger. Or you're gonna take advantage of Frank Clark on the edge, or Chris Jones in the middle. Or you're gonna have, you know, a running game. You're gonna run over a Hitman, a Hitchens, uh, um, Hawkeye. This team fights. They battle. They claw. They scratch. They have passionate, like a family. And they, 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 the trust level, they just keep getting closer and closer until the postseason comes. So right now, you see that team getting closer and closer. And before you know it, at the end of the postseason, they're gonna be like this. That's that's stronger than one fist. That's a double fist. And when that double fist ready to drop the hammer, you know you know about something about dropping that hammer. Yes, um, sir. We're gonna be a lot to deal with. So, um, man, Chiefs Kingdom, keep coming at us. We're gonna keep defending the kingdom. As we said, we love our military. We can't show enough appreciation, man. We appreciate everything that the military does for us, home and abroad. Yep. And it's in offense, defense, special teams. It's like the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and all of the great people that are listening to us that are in our militia, our National Guard units, uh, that have to be ready to deploy at any second. He is the barbershop. He is the Spider-Man. He is the shop. He's number 59, a 10-year National Football League veteran. We share a lot of things in our heart and our convictions. And one of the things we share, other than these Bose 700 headphones, is a real appreciation for those women and men who serve us in a salute to serve is. And so this week is salute to service. Time to win before the buy shop. Let's do this. All right. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Defending the Kingdom.